TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Neat or on the rocks? It's the Sports Bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan, Rochester. There's Rusek, feeds it a goal, quick shot on for a return shot. They score! Off the right side, Rosean was there. He's had a dry spell, but bangs it in. And the Amherst have come away with a power play goal to take a one to nothing lead. Don Stevens on the call there. More Amherst hockey on your home of Rochester Americans hockey. The fan Rochester coming your way tomorrow night at 7 o'clock with Syracuse coming to town as the Amherst hosts the Crunch Blue Cross Arena. We welcome in, as we do every Tuesday at this time, Rochester Americans head coach Seth Appert. Go ahead and, and put an evaluation on the seven-game and 11-day stretch, coach, because we know that that was a, a, a tough stretch and a, and a big focus for you and your team. I mean, I think you always want to win more, but, you know, looking at how demanding the schedule was, a couple of games not set up very well with rested teams versus us traveling and, and playing. And, um, you know, we got eight points. Uh, we'd prefer to have won the last two games in overtime instead of losing the last two in overtime, but we still finished three, two and two, found a way to get points in five of the seven games, uh, gave ourselves a really good chance to win all seven. So all in all, in totality, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, it's not great, but it's pretty good. And uh, we kept ourselves in a really good position. And uh, now it gets uh, tight down the stretch here. Yeah, as uh, Seth, where you're, 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 again, you have a young team as compared to some other uh, teams. And you always look at special teams as far as, uh, you know, how a, a team is developing. What do you think about your penalty kill here uh, so far here in this last stretch? Yeah, PK has been great. Power play needs is trending a little better lately. It's still not as good as it was earlier. Obviously, we'll get a little help with that with Kulik coming back into the lineup. Um, but the PK, uh, Nathan Pace runs our PK. And, you know, the, the season numbers of our defensive statistics just won't look good all year because the first 15 games just weren't good enough. We had a lot of young D playing. We had a lot of young forwards playing. And we just weren't good enough defensively. And so your PK season numbers never going to recover from that. But the last 20, 25 games, it's been excellent. Uh, and it's been a really strong point for us here uh, recently. Talk a little bit about the roster adjustments happening here with guys coming up, guys coming down, dealing with injuries and, and everything going on. W- what can we expect here uh, tomorrow night in terms of uh, players that might be absent that we would normally be seeing uh, in a Amherst jersey? You know, it's day-to-day right now with a few guys. Obviously, you come out of the 7-11, and 11, especially finishing it with – you know, physical teams and then overnight travel to Hershey and another physical team. And, um, you know, so we, we got a few guys that are day to day that'll be game time decisions. Um, 
but it does look promising that Yuri Kulik will be back, um, which is very beneficial. Um, Kale Clegg, uh, we got back from Buffalo, so we have more depth on the blue line that we, than we've had. Uh, we lost Tyson Jost up front to Buffalo, um, so, so that's uh, great for him. Um, you know, certainly, uh, but he was playing big minutes for us. So, uh, and then we called up Damian Drew from Jacksonville, who has given us very good minutes this year. Yeah, I like having Drew back up. You got a little bit of depth. Uh, one player I want to ask you about, uh, Isak Rosane, uh, who, I don't know, if, like if gripping the stick is uh, something we want to refer to, or is it just bad puck luck? But uh, the fact that he's uh, showing some signs of life here in, in these last few games, Seth, your thoughts on Rosane and where his game is at right now? You know, his game is very good. The puck hasn't gone in for him as much lately. Um, and, and I would say that that's for his line mates, too. I mean, he, you know, Jost was a little snake bitten. Kozak has had massive scoring chances the last six, seven games. Um, and those are the guys Rosie's been playing with a lot. So, uh, you know, his game's been really good. His defensive game's never been better. He's penalty killing. He's, you know, you could easily argue he's in our top two or three penalty killers, which is really impressive at his age in this league. Um, So he's doing great things. He's going to score. I'm not worried about that. Uh, That kid can score. And um, usually, you know, guys like him and Kulik, when they score, comes a little bit more in bunches. Seth, we know how tight the North Division is, and we also know that this is the time of year where we do take a peek at the standings and kind of see where we are. Tied for fourth. Uh, 56 points, Toronto with a game in hand, Belleville doing what they needed to do to climb up the standings and, and, and taking care of their business last week. And you have an opportunity to, to redeem yourself here and the team for the, them to redeem themselves against Belleville this coming weekend. What's the outlook here? What is your, you got three games coming up here with teams that you're looking up at in the standings. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's playoff hockey now. And it will be from here on out. Second to seventh in our division. And it seems like it's like this every year. Uh, Cleveland is separated a little bit. But second to seventh is one good week or one bad week. Uh, and that's just how tight it is. And a bad week and you're out of the playoffs and a good week and you're looking at second or third and probably sitting in a bye. So um, that's just the North Division. Uh, you have to get accustomed to it. The pressure is good. It makes you better and battle-tested for the playoffs. Um, most divisions have a couple of teams that are having train wreck seasons, and we just don't. Nobody's going anywhere. Laval and Utica are six and seven. They're too good. They would be in the middle of the pack, if not higher, in most other divisions. Um, they are really good teams. You know, Utica beat Syracuse on Sunday. Those teams aren't going away. So the teams that make it are going to have to earn their way in. Seth Appert, our guest here in the sports bar, is the Amherst home tomorrow night against Syracuse, then heading up to Belleville for two. And Seth, maybe this is a question for this time next week, but as the NHL is barreling down to this uh, trade deadline coming up on March 8th, which is really right around the corner, I mean, uh, in terms of the American Hockey League, how, if at all, does this affect you and your message to the team here and for any player that might see his name come up in a rumor here or there? Because certainly there are rumors out there, but that's all they are at this point. What would be your message to to this young team? Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, focus on what you can control. Uh, You can't control rumors. You can't control internet blogs and tweets and things of that nature. Um, And and all you can control is your daily process and how you go about your work every day, the the work you put in, how competitive you are, how well you take care of your body. And and that's it. And, uh, you know, trades happen. It's professional sports. um, And, you know, you, nobody wants to get traded. Um, well, that's not true. Some people do want to get traded, but 
Um, you know, when it happens, it happens. You have to deal with it, but there's no reason to sit there and fret about it. And, you know, for the most part, there's not a lot of rumors about the American League guys, although, you know, we're, we are a team and an organization with a lot of prospects, um, you know, and, and, you know, in a week and a half, uh, we'll see what happens around the league. It's been pretty quiet uh, in the NHL at this point, but I would imagine in the, in the next seven, eight days, it's going to start heating up pretty good. All right. Can we uh, role play a little bit here, Gene, before we ask Seth about sure. tomorrow night's opponent? Yeah. What would what would Seth Appert say about the Syracuse crunch if we're going to ask him that question? Well, you know, they're heavy. They're a very heavy veteran team, and we're going to have to really come to work, and it's going to be a full 60 minutes. Is that a good answer, Seth? What did we forget? Ah. That's great. All right. <laughs> My work is done. Well. Gene will be uh, hosting your press conference yep. uh, tomorrow. Well, no, I can't. I don't, Seth, man, I don't have hair, period, much less <laughs> what, what you have there. So I couldn't possibly. You answer the question, and I'll stand there, and they can show my hair. Okay. So. Th- that'll work. I mean, well, at this point of the year, like, you've seen Belleville a bunch of times. You've seen Syracuse a bunch of times. So this almost kind of feels like the playoffs have begun here a little little early here, Seth. There's no more secrets between these teams. No, in the North Division, there's not a lot of secrets anymore at this time of the year. Um, you know, you know the team's tendencies, you know their strengths and weaknesses. It becomes a bit of a chess match. You make an adjustment, they adjust to that. They do. They make an adjustment, you adjust back, you know. So it becomes a bit of a chess match. Um, you know, and they're hard-fought games. I mean, uh, you know, we've had a lot of overtime games with Syracuse. You know, the Belleville game on Friday went to overtime. The, the game they beat us on Wednesday was one-to-one with nine minutes to go. I mean, they're just that, – that's the kind of hockey it is. Both these teams are, as you said, they're big, physical, older teams. Um, Belleville, I think, has eight veterans on their roster, so they have to even sit bets on, a, on certain nights. And, um, and, and you know, Syracuse just got Barbelay back, who was the best player in our division last year. So – um, you know, they're, we're playing two really good hockey teams here this week. Um, and we will be tested and, and we'll have to be as, as, as exhausting and as demanding and challenging as that seven game stretch was that this three and four will be right back into the pressure cooker with two hard nosed teams. And we'll have to be ready for it. Seth, if the Amherst have an edge in the division, what would you say it is? Speed, speed of team and speed of pace of play. Um, you know, I think that was, you know, we, we have a fast team, uh, but we also play fast, you know, that there's, there's, there's a difference. Um, you know, uh, we, we try to be a team that plays fast, transition the puck. So when we're at our best, we're forcing teams into turnovers and then being able to counter and transition and utilizing that speed. And we're at our best in the offensive zone. It's, it's when we're using our speed and our cutbacks and, um, you know, when a lot of our undersized forwards get into the wall against, you know, Philip Myers at six six, hmm. you know, two hundred and thirty pounds, it's that's not playing to our advantage. So we need to get that puck, get out of the corner, and use our speed uh, to our advantage. All right, Seth, I'm going to sound a little more like a fan here than you know a, a journalist or anything, but the Sabers, I'm I'm starting to buy back in a little bit. I mean, it was just just a matter of. The, the puck's starting to bounce uh, the team's way. You observe the, the Sabres just like we do. I mean, why has it worked here last few games up in Buffalo, would you say? Well, I think, you know, I think the underestimated thing from the fans' perspective is, is what, you know, going through actual pressure of making the playoffs in a season, the impact on a young team. They're young. 
and and you got to grow with that. There, that's a learning curve, and um, and then they had some injuries to deal with, and you're not getting overlooked by opponents anymore uh, because they know if they have an off night against you, they, you can hang a big number on them. And teams have pride; they don't want to have a big number hung on them, like like the Sabers did a lot last year. And then because you're a better offensive team now, viewed that way, you're getting a lot of teams starting goalies and. You know, all of those things make it demanding. And and I think they've done a really good job adjusting lately, especially. And um, I think they're playing really good hockey. The, the game the other night was uh, was exciting, exciting yeah. to see how competitively they played. And obviously, uh, Upi is, is playing fantastic. And it's just such a great story. And I couldn't be happier for the kid because uh, he is an unreal teammate in person. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Nerd. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? Nerd Wallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I uh, I just kind of watch the Sabres, and, and I think the Amherst to an extent, too. And we talk a lot about the veteran presence that, that exists in the North Division and these teams being older and heavier and more veteran. I mean, that's something that I think can't be... Uh, overstated and can me can more be done organizationally or does that come at the expense of some of this youth some of these prospects because man when i watch the Amherst, when i watch the sabers i think there are a lot of boys out there playing a men's game they're holding their own in a lot of instances but in a lot of instances it, it almost is like watching a, a different two different sets of teams honestly because of how how much of a a, a gap there is in age it's a tricky balance, and obviously I'm not in management. I'm in coaching. So those management and scouts handle that, uh, and I trust ours at a high level. Um, but it is a tricky balance. You know, I'll just speak to the Amherst side of it. Um, you know, a couple years ago, what if we signed two or three more veteran forwards than our J.J. Paterka and Jack Quinn in go-to roles? Uh, is the pressure on them? down the stretch to will us into the playoffs and then to sit, get us on a playoff run, or are they just deferring to you know, three or four Sean Malones instead of one Sean Malone and one Michael Mersch? You know, um, you know, in the last two years for us, if, if we have another three or four vets, is Yuri Kulik and Isak Rosean, do they have the pressure on them to deliver or we're going to lose? Um, and the growth that comes through that, it's not always perfect, um, but the growth that comes through that is, is so valuable, um, failure or success. And so it is a tricky balance. You, you, it is great to have some veteran presence, but you also don't want to block those experiences 
from your young players. I feel like I, I, I'll use a player as an example, uh, Middlestead, and I don't think you had the chance to ever coach. I can't remember if he was here at all when oh, you were here. No, I don't think no. so. But I, I think of how long he's been within the organization now, and I feel like watching him from his rookie year to where he is now, it just now feels like, okay, Casey is hanging with some of the older guys, the veteran guys, because he's kind of become a veteran himself. Does it take that long for the development of some of these kids to grow into these roles and to grow into their game at this high level? Sometimes they can. I mean, look at, look at, uh, you know, how long it took Landeskog and McKinnon and Ranton and, and those guys in Colorado. Sure. Look at how long it took Austin Matthews and Marner and Nylander to win a playoff series in Toronto last year. It's, it's a hard league. It's the best players in the world. And, and to, um, it's not easy for 19, 20, 21, 22, 23 year olds to, to win and, and, and be drivers uh, in that league. So, um, it, it's, you know, it, it is a difficult process when, when you're young. And, and I think it's, it is a reminder that Sabres are the youngest team in the league. And, um, and again, probably similar to last year, they're, they're trending in a very good direction right now. And I think they're playing their best hockey this season. Yeah. It's that last one for me. And we've gone the whole way here without talking about the goaltenders. I mean, it's an, uh, like Devin Levi. And again, we, we talked to you last week, the day after that spectacular performance up in Toronto. And you've had this balance here of not overusing Levi, putting in a Dukarski here and there. But what you've seen out of the 22-year-old, because now we're already starting to look at this as like the push for the playoffs here. And, you know, our, I would assume that, um, you know, Devin will be the guy here that if, if for nothing else, just give him the experience of what these games with this additional pressure looks like here uh, at this level. Well, yeah, two, twofold. One, he's he's a he's a prospect at a high level, and you know we need to develop him. Two, he's earned it. On top of it, you know he's earned the net. Um, he's been outstanding, um, and he's given us a chance to win every night out. You know, even in a night that you know statistically might be a little bit of an off night, the, the Belleville game, it's one to one with nine minutes to go. So uh, he's been really good. He was excellent. Uh, we were really good in Hershey as well. We defended extremely well, knowing that we were a little tired after that travel, um, and we needed to make sure we didn't – we couldn't chase that game. That's not a game you can get down in and chase when you're that fatigued against a team of that caliber. And I thought we did a really good job defending the interior and, and giving up C chances instead of A chances. Um, yeah, so Devin's been great. Uh, Tukarski also was excellent on Friday night last week. Um, just just really gave a, a gritty, gutty kind of performance to, to you know help us. Almost had a shutout. It felt like he was going to win that game one nothing just with how dialed he was. Um, but but uh, I think we're defending at a much better clip right now. PKN five on five, uh, and our goaltending has been very strong. Three games in four days ahead for the Rochester Americans. It starts tomorrow night at home, Blue Cross Arena, as the Amherst hosts the Syracuse Crunch. Head coach Seth Appert joining us in the sports bar. Seth, appreciate our time every week, and can't wait to talk again next week. Best of luck. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Seth. Amherst head coach Seth Appert, always great with his time. And and giving us, you know, like a little bit more... Just I, I just love the insight. Like we can talk about X's and O's and this player's doing well, this player's doing well, but ultimately when you look at the Amherst, when you look at the Sabres and you kind of view this organization in its totality, it's 
young, man. Well, and I wasn't going to go down this road for Seth, but I want to go back two years ago. And this is the problem. This is, this is, we're all conflicted, right? If you follow the Amherst, you want to win. You understand there's a, another purpose here in development, right? And you could have brought in more veterans two years ago. And you're facing Laval. Nice win over Belleville the first round. Now it's time for Laval. And that's a veteran team with no prospects or whatever. And they win in triple overtime and they advance. And I remember thinking, yeah, good for you. You know what? That's going to get you up in Montreal someday. Not a lot. So good for you. And I'm thinking, you know what? Our future is brighter in this organization. Now, fast forward, they're pretty much identical here in the (laughs) NHL standings. But I remember like, wait a second, we're doing this correctly. They're shortcutting this. So I'm hoping that with this balance and then, look, I want to just kind of put that out there. As long as you have the goaltender that can steal playoff games and Levi has this ability, he has the mental makeup. You have goal scorers on, you know, if if how these playoff games get called and you're you're fast and the other teams are are not, why not the the, the Amherst to get back to where they were last year? I don't have a problem with that, um, and I I agree with everything you're saying. I think the hardest thing for all of us as fans is to exercise the kind of patience that it takes to watch these kids become men and. I mentioned Middlestat because that's just the one that's obvious to me. Middlestat was a kid when he started with the Sabres. We had him here in studio. I, I was going to yeah. say, so much so that he had to come to Rochester just for a bit. I'm sure he didn't want to, but he did. And he, he came in, we, we talked to him, and he was great. Um, but that helped him. And nothing can speed up his development, his, his growth, his age. remember when he was drafted, he couldn't do a pull-up. Like the kid was small. He was, he was, he was just small. Yeah. He's a man now. He's like hanging. He's like out there mixing it up and getting physical in a man's league. And that's, we have, that's the, the kind of patience we have to exercise across the board with all of these prospects. Like we love some of what we see from the Paterkas and the Tage Thompsons and you want to see more and you expect more out of Darlene's been good. He's made some mistakes, but he's been like, he was good in that Carolina game. Um, there's, you just want them to, we can't speed up the time any faster than it, than it goes. It goes as it goes. And you just hope that, the season's going to end in a disappointment, right? For the Sabres specifically. Well, I got to bring it to like, like if I, if I could say like, yes, what you're saying is all true, but it's also true that Kevin Adams a little inactive when I, you know, you, you got to make the move. You I was, yes. you, you've got to spend a little bit of money and the places you did spend money on the blue line, maybe not the results you were kind of hoping for. So it's not just spending money. It's bringing in the right type of player. Here in Rochester, I don't, you know, the team is in a playoff spot right now in a very, probably the best division here in in, in the American Hockey League. I'm fine with what has happened here. In totally Rochester. fine. Yeah. And and Seth and his staff have done an amazing job developing these guys. And you know that because when you see them play for the Sabres, they're winning games for the Sabres. J.J. Paterka has won games for the Sabres. Jack Quinn won games. For, like, they're winning games. They're stepping up into these roles. But we can't advanced time any faster than it goes. These guys are only going to get better with age. 
the, the only thing that you could have done more of, I suppose, is bring in more of that veteran experience. But then to that point, to Seth's point, all right, yeah, you do that. And then you've got guys that are inactive or guys that aren't getting the experience that they need to be able to grow into those roles. So it's a real delicate balance. Yeah, like what they're doing in Belleville. I didn't even realize they have so many veterans. They can't play them all. Like, okay, what what are you doing? Yes. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Uh, really appreciate Seth stopping by as he does every Tuesday at this time. Amherst fans, make sure you, you know, put it in your phone there. A little reminder that uh, Seth Apper joins us every Tuesday afternoon at 425 to talk Amherst hockey here in the sports bar. We'll get to happy hour next in the sports bar. We heard from Brandon Bean at the NFL scouting combine today. Uh, we can recap some of his comments on one bills live as well. What is the future of Trey White? Do we feel like some of these outgoing free agents could get re-signed? And we do have our first restructure of the offseason to tell you about with the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, and there is this also, is it a wild rumor? But like the idea that Justin Jefferson could get traded? Welcome to the season of lying here, folks. <laughs> Happy hour is next. We'll get to a round of shots and last call at 866-4326-585-866-4 F A N. You're listening to the Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. On 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan Rochester. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.